Welcome back to Teaching the Unteachables, where we dive into teaching and learning methodologies for professionals like you. This episode brought to you by New Calgon, providing quality chemicals and specialty products for the air conditioning, refrigeration, and heating markets. Learn more at newcalgon.com. So we're hanging out with our good friends over at New Calgon, Dave Ferrone and Doug Gildhouse. How are you guys doing? Good. Hey, Clifton. Well, we really appreciate you joining us. You know, there are there's a lot of things for us to talk about in the industry, a lot of things that are evolving and a lot of companies looking at how can we contribute even more than we already have. And New Calgon is a prime example, right? If we think about New Calgon, what are most people familiar with with New Calgon? Chemicals, right? A lot, of, a, lot of great, a lot of great chemicals. It wasn't until her just a few months ago, and I'm going through looking at different assets for the industry and different ways to help people be prepared for new refrigerants and new technologies. And I found the EcoPure line from New Calgon and I went, wait a minute, what? <laughs> uh, R290 and R600 with our friends at New Calgon. I need to know more about this. So I reached out to Dave and here we are today. So Dave, tell us a little bit about how New, New Calgon got into the flammable refrigerant sector. Well, yeah, thanks, Clifton. This is, uh, it's it's a little bit outside of our normal wheelhouse. Yeah. You know, we have a complete line of chemicals, but this is outside of what we normally do. And, you know, we had some wholesalers and customers who are, you know, wholesalers who are our primary customer here a couple of years ago, sitting, meeting with our executives. And one of them brought up the challenges they were having with sourcing R290. So oh, yeah, absolutely. That led uh, us and our new product development team, led by Doug, to go ahead and start researching and finding out, you know, how to best support the industry. So work through our vendor channels, our vendor partners to develop the EcoPure line. Uh, we've got the two package gases, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, but also the two different tools, which are great options for oh, technicians yeah. to use, you know, whether they're, you know, experienced or they're a seasoned veteran or, you know, not, not very seasoned veteran. You know, we've got, we've got a great option for each, each tech. If you're not currently working on systems that have highly flammable refrigerants, I would be prepared for that. Because even the residential guys go, hey, uh, really in residential? And I go, well, there are a lot of things you may not be aware of. Like if you follow the SNAP policy, the EPA Significant New Alternatives Program, we have the approval for using things like R290 even in air conditioning systems. So residential and light commercial heat pumps approved in 2015 for use in self-contained room air conditioning systems with detailed conditions. So we don't have them. I haven't seen any myself yet here in the United States. We've seen them abroad, but they were actually approved in 2019. Now, commercial refrigeration, they're everywhere. We had Lear telling us that they're converting all their ice chest over to 290. Manitowoc moving their ice machines into R290. Residential, we've seen R290 and 600 for a decade, if we didn't already know that. So we are moving into some very new refrigerants. So, all right, I'm pretty excited to learn more about this and the resources. So that's enough of me yakking. Let's let's uh, <laughs> some time with you guys. <laughs> so you know, I think many people are familiar with us and New Calgon mm -hmm. and what we do. But you know, we like to view ourselves as the value-added company. We've got factory direct sales force. We've got we provide uh, wholesaler trainings, training. we do road shows every year. We have trainings at our St. Louis St. Louis facility here, three typically per year. Uh, we've got a great online resource with New Calgon Ooh. University. Ooh. And, you know, we, we feel like we have the most complete uh, specialty chemical product line. So, 
Yeah, that new, new Calgon University, great source of getting continuing education credits, a uh, really great tool for people to learn all about the different products we offer. Um, and like I said, this is a little bit outside of our wheelhouse and what we normally do, but we are excited about it. We think it's a great way for us to support the industry as it moves into something that is is new it's to new. many people. So yeah. there, there's a um, lot of scared people out there going, boy, this is uh this is really scary. This is really challenging. And we go, well, everything yeah. is scary and challenging until we get educated about it. And then it just becomes standard. You know, yeah, we've been through absolutely. these transitions before. It's not really new. It's just we just gotta be prepared. Yeah. So, you know, really, I think when we always talk about this, we like to start with where we've been mm. and and what, you know, why we're going through this period. So Doug will take us through a little bit of that. I find it interesting to talk about where we've been while we're looking towards the future. Yep. And what's interesting about hydrocarbons, R290, R600, they're not exactly new. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been around for 100 years or more. So right. if you ter- look at the turn of the century, we were using hydrocarbons. And the reason for that is they were simple molecules at the time. Yep. And so we're kind of going back. Frankly, we're making a full circle. And so I, I find that intriguing, really. If you look back in the 30s, you know, R12 came along and R502 thereafter, R22. And early 90s, we got into HSCs, been doing those, uh, been selling, obviously, HSCs for 30 years. And we're moving away from that. There's obviously a lot of industry press going to new refrigerants. And it's going to be uh, by committee. There's not a single refrigerant that's going to do it. That's exactly uh, For right. smaller systems, R2, hydrocarbons, R290, R600 have a lot of play for lots of reasons that Dave will get into. You get into a little bit bigger systems, you're hearing a lot about the A2L refrigerants. Absolutely. On tons of them. Larger CO2 and then mm-hmm. ammonia. Again, ammonia's not been new. always been there in that regard. So It's our I naturals. Think- it's natural. So it's the, uh, you know, it's by committee. So it's not a single refrigerant, but it's going to be by committee. Uh, so I find that intriguing. You know, you look at, you know, all the press with the phase down that things are really going to hit the fan starting next year with, you know, a, a, another 30% reduction off 2015 baseline. So each country has its own, you know, a trajectory on how to do that. But HSEs will be uh, a little more scarce than they were, you know, this year because of the planned phase down. So absolutely. With that said, R290, R600, where they can play, will continue to grow. And so that's the reason for the discussion today. You know, switching gears, and we're not going to go through this chart. What I like showing here is kind of the buckets of thought. And so you look at refrigerants that we're leaving. We're, well, we're, not, we're phasing down the HSCs, the R134A, 404A, 410A. <laughs> we're starting at plan phase out. And then you'll listen to the industry. There's a lot of what we would call transitional refrigerants. Yes. R44A uh, and in, in R449 for refrigeration. And even though it's new, it's kind of a transitional refrigerant. R32, Daikin's going to be using that. R54B, you know, Carrier and others are looking at that as an A2L refrigerant for air conditioning. So in, they categorize that by DWP. And so... Uh, and so, you know, they're 600, 700, 500, you know, GWP values. And so they're considered transitional. Now, we can use the word transitional. It might be transitional for a long time. Yeah, uh, exactly. It, so it's or transitional, it but long window <laughs> yeah. uh, for, for air conditioning. Uh, but you look at refrigeration, you get into, and really the topic of discussion today is R290, R600. They have virtually zero GWP, yeah, three, almost and very three. low yeah. down there. So these are from an eco profile. 
they're very good. And from a performance profile, prof- yeah, they're good about, refrigerants, great refrigerants. So yeah. there's a lot of plus side to that. So it's uh, pockets of thought of, you know, there's where we are, some transitionals could be long and where they want to go. It's all based on a GWP 150 to 300 being max, being more of a long-term play there. You hear a lot of terms out there, certainly in recent years, A1, A2L, A3. ASHRAE has safety classifications for refrigerants on how they're listed. So the 134A, 410A, 404A, you know, those are considered A1 refrigerants. So they are a low toxicity, uh, no flame propagation. They don't provide any, any, any flame flame propagation. You will hear a lot about the A2Ls. It's a low flammability. And so there's a lot that will come you know, out of that you know, in, in recent, you know, more you know, in, in coming years. With the R290, R600A, we're talking about, we call it an A3. So it has a low toxicity, but it has a higher flammability. Mm-hmm. And so and we'll get into that here a little bit. So that's the thing to be aware of. And yep. it's all can be tempered with education, just understand yep. what we're dealing with. So really the refrigerant uh, segment is evolving, right? It's It continues to change as we yep. go. So you'll see a lot of news with the HFC, HFO blends that are out there. Mm-hmm. And for refrigeration systems, you know, long-term wise, there you're looking at GWPs of 150 to 300, depending on the size of the equipment and exactly. our application. So those are long-term values. Those are targets we're wanting to hit. So if you look from a long-term perspective, planned mainstays, ones that are going to be here uh, long-term. systems that are here for a little while. Exactly, exactly. Ammonia, industrial, process, cooling, large applications, industrial, uh, carbon dioxide, CO2, you know, refrigeration, trans, subcritical CO2 applications. We're talking R290, 600, 600A for smaller systems. Uh, and there's some ones down the road, HFC, HFO blends that have low GWP for supermarket refrigeration, uh, we'll look at as well. So th- those are all, then there's some automotive applications. So what's interesting with air conditioning, before we get back into refrigeration, with R32, R404B, uh, those have higher than 300 GWP. So technically they're a transition. I'm not sure you know what that really means. It's a right. long-term transition, but yeah, they have exactly. a higher... 500 to 700 GWP right. in that regard. So. And there's going to be some areas that are already saying they're not even going to allow that. You know, some states, some jurisdictions, yep. Yep. you know, yep. we've got the technology transition rule coming through with the EPA. You know, all of these things could be expedited. And so when we send out these reports and then we send out these newsletters and we put out these blogs and posts and people go, oh, well, yeah, yeah, I see where we're talking about doing that over the, you know, the, the next 13 years. And we go, well, you know, that is like one of the pieces of legislation. There mm-hmm. are multiple layers in there to, and especially depending on where you live. So some of this may come much, much faster than you're anticipating. Cause some people mm-hmm. go, well, we'll, yeah, we'll see this in the next year or the next five years. And I'll go, uh, when's the last time you actually went to Costco or Walmart and looked at a window air conditioner? They're all already R32. When's the last time you looked at a pop cooler? Thank you. I noticed one while ago came in. I think it was Matt was saying all the cases at Kroger are 290. You know, back yep. when I was working, when I was a mobile engineer back at Meyer, so I was doing, you know, new store startups and commissionings and working on older grocery stores. And a lot of our checkout lanes, 10, almost 10 years ago, were converting over to true R290 coolers. So yep. it's not like they're new. I mean, for the last 10 years, you've been walking by R290 coolers and probably didn't even know it because they hadn't broke yet. But, yep. you know, yeah. We're, we're getting a decade in. So now we have to be flexible enough to be able to work on this stuff. Yep. 
Yeah, absolutely. So that, that leads us to really the question of, you know, about what about hydrocarbons, right? You know, yeah. and where are we going with the new refrigerants that Doug talked about, those A3, R290, R600A, you know, we've got propane or isobutane. And, and what about them as refrigerants? So uh, what, you know, what you think about when you think about a hydrocarbon as a refrigerant, the important thing to consider is the efficiency. So they provide yes. great heat transfer, which is, you know, helps with the efficiency. So, and that, that's specific when you compare them to the HFCs that they're replacing. So units that are more efficient, need less refrigerant, they use less energy to run. Uh, you know, th- that's really the whole name of the game here. All this push for green energy, climate yeah. change legislation, all those things, driving towards greener uh, refrigerants, using less energy. And that's that's where all this is coming from. So you mentioned it already, True Manufacturing, Lear, Mantwalk. You've got all these companies moving over. So R290, R600A, very commonly used uh, as refrigerants by the OEMs out there in today's marketplace. So, you know, as Doug mentioned, low environmental impact, low GWP, zero ozone depleting potential. Really, these are these are good eco-friendly refrigerants that are out there in the marketplace now. Indeed. You know, but you got to consider what's different about them. As Doug mentioned, they're flammable. That's the thing. They're they're not toxic, but they are highly flammable. So they fall into that A3 category. Uh, you know, many of the procedures that a technician is going to use when working on a hydrocarbon system are very similar to the procedures they're working on other systems. It's it's that's the procedures and technical ability that they need to have is not that different. However, the types of tools they have are going to be different. OK, All right. They're going to have different types of tools with them, uh, you know, that are specifically for hydrocarbons or designed for that type of refrigerant. So uh, that's something to keep in mind, the procedures and the skills they need. Not really that that different. The the tools might be though, depending on what they're doing. So sure. so that's important to keep in mind. So in the current guidelines, uh, you know, newly produced units uh, that are specifically designed for R two ninety or R six hundred A can contain one hundred and fifty grams of refrigerant or less. So that's five point three ounces or one third of a pound. That's that's the current limit that you have is one hundred and fifty grams or less of these. Now, many systems hold significantly under that, but that's the maximum allowable charge. You know, this is going to be household refrigerators, freezers, uh, vending machines, retail food refrigerators, freezers, ice chests, ice makers. There's so many things out there. We hit on the the pop station that you see at the checkout at Walgreens. That's a if that that's likely going to have R290 in it. The little freezer cases in the middle of the aisle at Aldi's. Those might have have a you know a small uh, R290 system in there. There's so many things, like you said, you walk by every day, you know, it's already in people's lives. They just don't know that they're encountering it. So I've been looking at different manufacturers of commercial refrigeration because that was my specialty. I worked on a lot of little junk over the years. And so I was very curious what the manufacturers were doing. And I have found multiple manufacturers that go all the way up to three door reach in freezers operating on R290. So they have a pretty significant amount of capacity because of the efficiency of the refrigerant. But yeah, three door reach in freezers absolutely have the potential of having R290 in them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like you said, I mean... It, it it's it's already out there and, and true manufacturing who's a st louis company they've been in you know they've been doing it for years and and pretty much everything they have is r290 it, it's all over the place already and it's just going to keep growing as yes. as the legislation keeps expanding 
Sure. A lot of people don't realize that we were talking about this before the show. You know, this year in the UK, one of the most popular residential systems were R290 powered mono block, basically water source heat pumps so that you could produce hot water, cold water off from a mono block outdoor unit running on R290. So we're going to see that moving into the United States and being voted on, but you have all the building code, you know, that's a long process, just like we're struggling with A2Ls right now. Uh, but we absolutely have the potential to see larger quantities of R290 going into uh, equipment in the future, depending on its location, its installation. Think about propane right now. How many pounds of, uh, well, that's not technically R290 because it's got <laughs> sulfur dioxide, it's got, <laughs> it's got odorants in it, but how many pounds of Propane, do we have sitting you know, a couple feet from our structure right now outside? Yeah. Typically yeah. 20 plus, right? Yeah. In propane, because R290 is just a purified propane. So, yeah. you know, there will be a lot of the R290 moving into locations that you may not have been prepared for. Yeah. Well, and that, and that like we've, we've talked about earlier and, and we've mentioned is, you know, we're, we're just scratching the surface. You know, yes. as the laws change and as this, the push for green energy and, you know, climate uh, legislation, we're just scratching the surface. So, um, you know, where are we going though? That's important to consider. You know, yeah. they have, UL has approved uh, increasing the charge limits. So, depending on the types of equipment that it's going in. So, what we're at now is the 150 grams or less. What we're eventually going to go to is a maximum of 300 to 500, depending on the type of appliance that we're, we're looking at. So you're going to have a maximum charge of 300 grams on closed appliances, like a walk-in or something like that, uh, up to 500 grams on a open appliance. So, you know, we're going to see that, that charge limit dramatically increase, which is going to open up more applications for different types of, of equipment to have this in it. So those changes are in process. We think, you know, here on the horizon, very near future, we're going to have start to see more of that design out there. Dave, Doug, thank you guys so much. All right. We'll see Thanks, everyone. Justin. Thank you. We'll see you all next week on Did You Know the ESCO HVAC Show. Everyone, come back and watch these on YouTube and on the website. Tell everyone about these. This is <laughs> it's education for you. See you all. Great. Take care.